Howdy, Dis After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster, ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos, enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania, and grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. of Biz After Dark. I'm Nick and I'm joined by two of my favourite co-hosts, Mr. Craig Lucas and Mr. Paul Dolan. How are you? Well, hello, Pip-Pip, squeak-squeak. Hang on, <laughs> are there two Mr. D's on this call? <laughs> Very confused right now because they sound I... almost identical. I actually thought it was uh, it was built the chimney sweep there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm now cleaning up my arc so uh, there would be no more F-bombs or shat-bombs on this podcast going forward. <laughs> Jolly good. Pip, yeah. pip, hooray. Um, so just the three of us uh, tonight, back to... Just the three of us. Back to an almost making... normal show, I would say. Because retro, the last... retro, this retro. Well, yeah, because yeah. the last few shows, you know, like, obviously, I, I, you know, there was the one I did with, with Anthony talking about his film... Uh, then the two disability ones that I did with Phil, and then the last episode before this one was uh, like a almost like a beginner's guide to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, as promised, I wasn't there, so I didn't lie to you. I'm back now, but I didn't lie. That was, was about me. That was my favourite episode ever. Yeah, of, of of the last six years of all podcasts in the history of podcasts. <laughs> well, it was the last one you listened to. To be fair, <laughs> oh, <laughs> sharp as a tack. Um, so, back to normal. 
first things first, as always, we start the show with what is everybody drinking? So, Craig, what are you drinking? I am drinking half a pint of Shiraz red wine. Oh, Cheap. you're on the red wine now. Ah, I thought that was my gig. Oh, no, no. He's just, he's just jumped on your coattails. Yeah, well, it's only my gig because it was left over from a barbecue, to be fair. It was like, <laughs> yeah, drink it or pour it down the drain, so I drank it. Well, if you have a look on the Ego Facebook page, you'll know why I've got the red wine left, because we had the, the Albons for tea on Friday night, and right. we did four bottles of red, no, four bottles of white, and half a bottle of red before we all passed out. <laughs> Sounds like a usual Sunday for you, Craig, actually. Oh, chin chin. Mr. D, what about yourself? Okay, so I am drinking the official beer of the 2018 FIFA World Cup. You know what that is, yeah? Oh, I certainly do. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. So, have you got have you got one of the special bottles, like the aluminium bottles? No. Okay. No, it's just a regular bottle, but it's got a picture of the World Cup on the label. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, what they do, they, they do it for the last World Cup as well over here, is and just for the World Cup, they produce these bottles, but they're like the American bottles. Mm-hmm. So taller, thinner aluminium bottles, or aluminium, aluminium. Um, bottles. Um, so I've got those, but see, I can't crack it open because that is my World Cup beer. And I, I just couldn't face doing it. So I, I've run out of um, my brew dog, so I'm finishing off a bottle of Cherry Pepsi Max because... It's me, isn't it? If, you, if you're not drinking alcohol, it's Cherry Pepsi Max. That'll be my Why? gravestone. Is it a two-litre bottle of Cherry Pepsi Max with... Um, <laughs> what? Susan, you need to I'm cleaning up my act. Um, cherry Pepsi Max with uh, like just like a l- half a litre left in it, so it swills around, and then you nearly choke every time you swig from it. That's pretty much it's it. Flat. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's one and a half litres, and it is very flat, and there is about... Uh, an eighth of a bottle left. It's not much at all. But enough to get me through this episode, probably. Or, or, or at some point, I might have to ban and ship to get some more. Um, right, so there's been quite a lot of news, actually, in the time since we last reconvened. Um, so, firstly, I'll tell you what we won't be doing, and that's talking about fan days, because I think every every kind of Disney podcast has, has discussed that in the interim. And there's no point repeating that. If you want to go and listen to what happened at Fan Days, listen to one of the other 50 podcasts that's covered it. We're not interested in that. That's that's past history. There is no point talking about that now. I've, I've, literally, I've literally been waiting a week to talk about Fan Days, so now I'm going to pull out my green card and I'm going to scoot right to the front. <laughs> you are more than welcome to talk about Fan Days if you really wanted to, but I know Craig, and Craig is not going to talk about Fan Days. No, I don't even know what it was. So be <laughs> well, I didn't. Uh, originally, I was going to go to Fan Days, and I had tickets in the car, and I wanted Craig to come with me. And I phoned up Craig, and I said, "Craig, oh, was that will that? you come?" And you said, "Not in your life." I so. literally blew you off, didn't I? You did. You did. You were not having it at all, um, which is fine. And see, the thing, you know, I was. Gonna, I wanted to ask you because I wanted to repeat Florida, and then I was going to yeah. ask P Dubs, but I knew P Dubs was moving house. And I was going to ask Mr. D, but, you know, he's actually got a life. So, you know, there was no one left for me to ask, basically. So I didn't go. I could have gone by myself, but it like, mathematically just didn't work out. And to be honest... Could have reached out to a listener and just room shared with a stranger. Yeah, I, I, which I would have quite happily done, to be honest. But Hello, you know, Nick. I'm your biggest fan. 
Can I wear your skin, please? It's starting to sound a bit like Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy there. That is, that's got, it's already taken far too much of a turn. I, I don't like where this episode <laughs> is going. Um, but in a nutshell, it was a good event if you were lucky, and it was a terrible event if you didn't get to do the meet and greets like everyone else did because of issues with the crowd. Basically, it was a traditional Disneyland Paris event where they tried to please everybody and ended up pleasing about calls to the people. It was a bit of a myth. That said, I do think they've learned their lessons and I hope that if they do repeat this next year, it will go smoother and I will be in attendance. Paul, I'm not being funny. Did like people who paid like $2,000, did people pay $2,000 euros? Uh, some, I, I don't know what the... I know the packages started around about twelve to thirteen hundred euros. So literally Disney just hired an aeroplane from America and just flew a load of uh, wannabes over and and give them it all for free. Is that what happened? Yeah, in a nutshell. Okay, so we all talk a little bit about it. Yeah, so there was... This is us this is just to be clear, this is us not talking about it, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I just wanna I, yeah, just, uh, just for the record. Yeah, okay. Right, I'm not being funny, right? They, they could have saved the airfare and got a minibus together or a little Sherpa van, like um, Boys from the Black Stuff, and gives uh, a job I could do that, and just drove us over with a pot noodle each and a bag of crisps, and we'd have done it. And, and we'd have probably paid 50 quid for the privilege. It, like, th- th- I think that was the thing that probably upset people the most, especially in our kind of world, is the fact that um, they did invite, you know, influencers. They call them, you know, social media influencers. Mm. So you've got some of the big American podcasters coming over and, and um, vloggers and stuff like that that were flown in from America and Japan to cover this event. Um, all expenses paid. Um my I, my issue with that, and I did speak to, or I did get a response from one of the people that flew over there from the Diz. Um, was oh, you that, did, yeah. yeah. It was two words, wasn't it? No, no, it was two words. But was the fact, because I, I, my complaint with the whole thing was that people like ourselves, and, and I mean, it's mostly people around Europe, to be fair, but people that have that kind of um, thing within Europe whether that's a podcast or a vlog or a blog or whatever we weren't kind of given this special treatment and yet we probably give the most advertising time for free to to Disneyland Paris whilst these American uh, vloggers and bloggers and podcasters hardly mention it at all Um, and it was it was purely down to reach you know they saw that they had a big audience my issue with that is that they would have gone back talked about the event for the next episode and probably will never talk about Disneyland Paris again um, and they you know the, when the Diz came back they said that you know the reason they don't talk about Disneyland Paris is because they, they've never had anyone been over there so why are they going to talk about it um, which is is honest at least um, but I think that's what kind of put a few people's nose out of joint is that people that have for a long time you know talked about Disneyland Paris and you know whether that's through trip reviews or you know talking about events or new attractions or whatever um didn't get you know even an offer of like a ticket to the event um that would have been something but instead people were actually flown in from all over the world at huge expense um, huge expense you know their carbon footprint 
Well, you know, if I was a vegan, I'd be crying at that as well. Um, but um, yeah, so, so so that was it. But you know, by all accounts, the event seemed to go fairly well once they sorted out some of the things. Um, lots of good meet and greets. It, it in, in some ways, I think it was similar to when they did. Was it Villains Unleashed? Was that what the event you, was called? Uh, the Americans. Um, MGM. Yeah, yeah. The Americans seem to think Fan Days is going over to America. Hmm. They don't know anything about the Prince. They don't even know. No, no. It'll be. I mean, you know, I suppose. I suppose Disney, there's nothing to stop Disney doing it if Disney wanted to stump up the cash to do it, but they won't. I don't think. I think the event probably costs a huge amount to put on. Saying that, I think if they did it in America, it would sell out. Um, it didn't sell out at Disneyland Paris. Um, you could still buy tickets, early bird tickets, up to the actual event itself. Um, and I think that's mainly down to the clientele and that fan mm. base. I'm saying it now, right? Me and everybody I know aren't going to Disneyland Paris in protest in the next two years. Um, so, me and there you go. go. You're going in protest? No, I'm not going in protest. Oh, you're not going in protest? Right, okay, that makes more sense now. Right. Yeah. I thought you said you going. were going in protest. Oh, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going to this. I'm not giving them a penny or a, a euro. And not until a... not not until Frozen Land opens up anyway. No. Not until we're out of Brim Europe. <laughs> and, well me and Pedals will be there in September. See you then guys. Um yeah. I, th- I think we are gonna try and arrange a meet as well. We're gonna drink Lotinis and, and see if anyone wants to meet up with us. So we'll let you know more about that uh, as it comes up. But one thing that did happen this week, which we will talk about for a little bit. You said um, you ain't going to talk about it. No, no. Oh, no, go on. oh no, was that something else? That Sorry. was Fan Days, uh, which we did talk about. Uh, but is the Marvel Summer of Heroes is now launched in Disneyland Paris. So I don't know if you guys have seen the photos that have been going about. Me and P-Dubs have been talking about it, I think, because we're the most interested in Disneyland Paris anyway. I'm um, boycotting it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, well, me, me and Mr. D will talk about this one. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the studios park now, um, they've launched the Summer of Heroes. So, um, if you're familiar with the section around the Tower of Terror to about Stitch Live, all around yep. there, they've yep. put in these massive, and they are massive statues of Marvel characters. Um, they've built a stage where they have the, the Star Wars stage for Seasons of the Force. Um, mm. They've got a stage there for Stark Expo, where they put on a list of performance every day, a few times a day, little show. Mm-hmm. And in what uh, used to be Cinemagic, um, they've now put in a Marvel stunt show. Right. And okay. all of that has has opened as of this week. Um, have you seen? Uh, have you watched anything? Have you I've seen any videos? Or so I've seen because um, it, it kind of like they did like a little bit of a press day at the weekend I've seen some video of mm-hmm. the um, well actually of, of both the live uh, shows so the, the one outside the, the Stark Expo um, and the Marvel show inside the Cinemagic Theatre I don't want to watch too much because I am going to see it in a few yeah. months so um, what I can say is that it launched on Sunday Mm-hmm. And on Sunday of the three performances they were going to have of the Marvel show uh, inside the Cinemagic Theatre, only one took place. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm done then. Uh, technical difficulties. All right. I think is the official word. Um, basically, which is some of the some of the 
props were, were not working to uh, to do what they were supposed to be doing. So they had to cancel, which meant that a lot of people... Cash grab. Mm, well, a lot of people didn't get to see it who were uh, invited to go and see it. So that is not obviously very good press. Um, Americans. Lots of... I don't think any Americans were there, actually. I think this was only a few people in Europe. Um, but, um, yeah, it was... Um, it was a, a bit of a mess. People were trying to get refunds on tickets and, and whatnot. You didn't have to buy tickets for this uh, event. This is just part of your normal entry ticket. This is a season, yeah. just like Star Wars. Um, the, I mean, what I, I saw the show, it looks a little bit, I suppose, in some ways, like a Marvel version of the Indiana Jones show. Okay. In there, yeah. you know, there was, you know, fighting going on with the superheroes and villains and, you know, there was uh, video effects and and uh, you know other other kinds of effects. I don't want to give away too much, but you know, it looks mm. it looks okay. Um, yeah. But if I'm honest, it's probably one of the rare occasions where I would have preferred an actual um, screen based attraction. You know, Cinemagic mm. was such a good film. It was, yeah. Um, that I kind of wish they'd kept that theatre for that purpose. Mm. Um. And also, as well, the fact that they've got a a similar kind of show outside yeah. at Stark Expo in front of the Tower mm. of Terror. So that again features heroes and villains, and you know, doing some you know martial arts and, and bits and pieces like that. So not to the same scale, but you've got two things which look, from what I've seen, to be fairly similar. And I wish yeah. that they'd done something a bit different, but. You know, we'll see. Maybe I mean, I, I've heard that since Sunday the shows have gone without a hitch, um, and maybe they will be better than um, what I've seen. The footage I've seen so far makes them look like. So fair enough. Um, the statues are huge. Do you know what though? They're just statues. Yeah, but that's fine. Right. No, no, yawn. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the the statues are. You know, are like kind of like on a rock kind of base, and and the bases of those statues are probably about five or six feet high. They they're pretty tall. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've been there, and Europeans just climb up with them anyway. No mm-hmm. matter how tall, they'll be Euro- Americans don't because they're too fat to get up there. But <laughs> Europeans will. What I like is Craig has gone. You know, I'm not going to drop <coughs> f bombs anymore. Instead, I'm just going to insult every nation. <laughs> I think I'd rather you go back to the swearing. Um, well, actually, the swearing kind of camouflaged some of the insults a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just exposed out there now. Okay, so America is an obese. Well, I mean, <laughs> I a, say a, that. America, the, America is a country, so yes, that is not obese. You know, a fair amount of Americans are in the same way that lots so, of Americans aren't obese. Therefore, the majority of Americans couldn't climb the five or six foot plinths that the plaster of Paris um, statues are put on. <laughs> plaster of Paris. <laughs> the problem is, is that when they put these statues out, they but they the have... little mal the little malnutrition Czechoslovakian children will be able to climb up them. So when they put the statues out, they had barriers around them, and then before Sunday, they took the barriers away, and within hours, I saw a photo of a child that had been put oh! on the base of the statue. An so, American child? I 
I couldn't, you know, funny enough, looking at the photo, I couldn't decide the Charles nationality. I don't have that skill. I'm assuming not. Now, I've, I've just dropped me mic and I'm walking away. <laughs> now, the thing is, it was Promise. quite clear. <laughs> it was quite clear that um, the child hadn't climbed up that. The child had been put on that by a parent. And in fact, that to me makes it worse. Because, I it mean, was, who. I, 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 I have it on good authority that it was actually a London child. It is actually one of the chimney sweeps. Ah. Right, that was featured in the movie Mary Poppins. Would have explained the face. Yeah, the about face. 70 yeah. then now. No, the new one. The new one. The new one, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it looks good. It looks well themed. Um, they've got meet and greets with uh, Thor and Loki at Captain America, is there now. Have they well. got seven euro uh, cupcakes? Well, firstly, which are the size of the cupcakes you get in Asda, with like um, a little picture of a superhero on. You're getting cupcakes confused with fairy cakes. Number one, they well, are that's not, what we not... got when we bought a Yoda cake last year. It was green. It was the size of a fairy cake. It was about seven euros, and it was pants. Right. So, firstly, these cupcakes you're talking about are definitely fairy cakes. Unlike the Yoda one, there's no icing to make it look bigger. It just had a Mickey Mouse sticker on top of it. It was the kind of thing you'd pay 20p for at school fate, possibly. Oh, my goodness. And they were charging six euros for it, not, not seven euros. Um, there is, for this season, there is a lot of stuff like that. So, there's Groot-shaped cookies and bread. There's Captain America shortbread. Um, there are Groot sippy cups, which actually look quite cool. They're a potted plant Groot with a straw in it. Uh, they're also selling the gauntlet, so you can uh, the, what they're selling in America: the Infinity Gauntlet uh, drink cup, which is very cool. Um, they're also selling, and this worries me, two coloured items. The first one is a Spider-Man burger, which has a red bun. The second one is a Black Panther ice cream, which is coconut-flavoured black-coloured ice cream in a black colour. Oh, God, I'm sitting on my mouth. Oh, I've got so many things I want to say. It doesn't matter. The, the, The thing is, like, you know, and we had this debacle with the, the Star Wars, the Darth Vader burger. The problem with coloured food like that is it seems to colour everything else as well. I had, I thought I had colon cancer, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I had a, I had a Darth Vader burger. Yeah. I was pooing in a sieve for a week. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I fear for that. That's what I fear for. Um, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this season goes down. It, it seems to have got a lot of hype even more so than the Star Wars season. I think it's because it's the first time they've really mm. done Marvel stuff in the, in Disneyland Paris. So, And also, obviously, that's going to be the area that's, that's all themed eventually as well. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. But me and P-Dubs will be going to see it in September. So we will talk about it more then. So my, be- my sister... My sister! My sister is going next week. Oh, we'll have her on so I'll get a, I'll get a, I'll get a report from her when she gets back. If you want to get, a does she want to come on, on the show? Probably not, but um, if not, I'll get a report from her. Don't worry. 
Yeah, if you, she if she could sit on a statue on the base of a statue and take have a picture taken, <laughs> that'd be great. Hold, yeah. holding one of our t-shirts or the Scottish flag. John I'll see if she. I'll see what, what. Well, I mean, as per the George Square tradition, I'll see if she can actually climb up to the top and get a traffic cone on Thor's head. Yes. All right, that that might be a good photo op. Yeah. Not a heavy traffic cone because it'll break the plaster of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> It's just right. Just one word sums everything up you've said there to me, right? One word: cheap cash grab. Well, that was two, almost three. <laughs> maybe, maybe three, two and a half. And Nobody three. expects the Spanish Inquisition. Well, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, rather than carry on about what. Uh, what I was going to bring up next I know that there's a few things that Mr Craig Lucas wants to bring to the table, at least one thing so Craig, I'm going to pop over to you now Right, I ride my bike into work every day three and a half miles, about 17 minutes, I'm getting a bit slack, right but there's a billboard on the route and it is for a Barclays credit card 19.9% APR Right. Variable is it? Is it variable? They, no- they normally are. Okay, I don't get all that palaver, but whatever, right? And pushing this Barclays credit card, of which I own one, so I'm still, you know, I'm still angry. But whatever is the Muppets? What the beeping, flipping, flapping? Get ready, Nick. Stand by the beep button. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a what full Boniface soundboard. Yeah. What are they playing at? Are Disney so hard up, right? Have Disney got so little respect for these characters that they feel they can push debt onto people with these characters? These characters, Jim Henson, deserve better. I am. I don't get angry anymore. I'm 44. I could drop dead at any minute. I'm right in the zone now. <laughs> Right. So, oh shit! Thanks, Greg. You make me feel really good. Welcome to I'm good times Boris. after dark. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, Paul. You can get yourself dead fit and everything, and then these, <laughs> you hear these fellas who just keel over, don't you? Right. You so, so rage doesn't really, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the podcasting world at the moment. It's none of it's relevant. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? But this has got me angry because the Muppets are making debt acceptable. And debt is not acceptable. We all, unfortunately, live with debt in this the way the world is now. I, you know, I, I, right. I'll pick you up on one thing. No, you won't. Firstly, no. I don't agree with you saying about the debt thing, and I, I'll, I'll explain why. Because whilst yes, that is generally what happens. The whole idea of a credit card is for you to buy something that you pay off in sizable amounts so if you want to buy a car and you don't have the eight thousand pounds in your pocket because most of us don't have that money yeah we all understand right our credit card works but normally it's a snotty-nosed little oh god person oh it's dead hard this right that's what she (laughs) said it's killing me it's killing me, right, in a suit 
or now it's the internet will just tell you whether you've been accepted for the credit card or but now Kermit the Frog is offering you debt. Well, hang on. So, are you telling me if I find a Barclay card today? I've already got a Barclay card, so this I can't do this, unfortunately. But if I could, I could find a Barclay card today and say I want a credit card. And Kermit the Frog is going to say, mm, "Yep, now you're, yeah, you're going to yeah, get you've, credit you've been pre, Yep, you've been pre-approved. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. what's wrong with that? I, I, I would. I mean, that would make me go into that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but... Because when you can't make the payments, Miss Piggy's going to come round and save you your friggin' asshole on a plate. Gonna with s- a... No, um, what's um, they're going to send around Uncle Deadly? He's the evil looking muppet, isn't he? Uncle Deadly. Yeah. What's the big eagle fella? Sam the Eagle. Sam, Sam the Eagle. Yeah. He is the only one, right, on that advert who does not look happy to be there. Well, that's because he doesn't look happy to be anywhere. <laughs> Even the American mm. Pavilion. But He looks disprovingly. All the rest of them are made up to be foisting debt right. on people. So so here's the thing. Stop right. defending it. I'm not no no, I'm trying to explain it. I'm not saying that it's, it's like right or wrong. Selling Jimmy Savile cupcakes. <laughs> well, uh, for one thing people that won't change is the mentions of Jimmy Savile on his podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> quite clearly. Well we've not even done <laughs> yeah. one episode with that. Right. Yeah. So what I would say about the you know, I, I think your anger would be more versed. This is my opinion, so you know, don't agree with this. But I think your your opinion would be more valid if we were talking about Mickey and Minnie Mouse doing this, and not the Muppets. No, and, no, and listen, no. Oh, hang on. No, right? the Muppets were born out of educating children. No, they That's weren't. where they come from. No, yes, they we. weren't. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. You're completely wrong. The Muppets. I'm not. You are. Sesame Street is not the same as the Muppets. Sesame the Street Muppets wasn't, were brought no, on. No, they weren't. They were. No. The Muppets were, were actually predated Sesame Street, but they couldn't. But Jim Henson couldn't get anything to do with the Muppets, and that's why Sesame Street happened. The Muppets were always intended to be aimed at adults. Now, eventually... Ses- Sesame Street isn't currently foisting heroin on us. Big Bear isn't currently, not, not since the 80s. Bit. It's wrong. <laughs> Right, but what I'm saying is, is that unlike like Mickey or, or Minnie or, or Sesame Street characters, the Muppets have always been aimed at a more adult audience. Whilst that audience also includes children, it's a more adult property. It always has been. Right, that was always the intention. I now, the other Miss thing... Piggy has never run past in the background with a strap on. She has never done that. It is not aimed... Purely at adults. I didn't say it was purely at adults, but that was the original market. It's it's like The Simpsons. The Simpsons, are you telling me The Simpsons is a kids' cartoon? The Simpsons isn't a kids' cartoon. The Simpsons is a cartoon aimed at adults that happens to be family friendly. That is The Muppets. I am slowly getting disillusioned with Disney. I'm so glad I've just booked a two week holiday there. Yeah, especially for the price you pay. Now, the other thing, and this is where I start to get angry, right? Look at what they're doing with the Muppets now, okay? So in the last 10 years, we've had a Muppets reboot film. Brilliant. We then had a not very good sequel to that reboot film. Still an enjoyable film. We Mm -hmm. then had the adult TV series. Never seen any of them. Wish I had. It was quite good. 
but it, it again it was just a bit odd and that was aimed definitely more at adults um, and now the Muppets are a bit lost now what they've always done the last couple of years is they've done Muppets at the Hollywood Bowl and they're now doing which is why this is happening in the first instance they are now doing Muppets Take the O2 which is where they've taken the Hollywood show apparently they're changing it so it's not going to be exactly the same but it'll be of a, a similar nature it'll be the Muppet show live on stage um, and they are doing that at the O2 in July now that is something that you would need at least a credit or debit card to buy you can't just go and buy it you can't go with your cash and, and buy those tickets you need to have some line of credit right? you probably can the O2's probably got a booking office and debit card is the, the you don't need a credit card Right, but, but right, regardless. But the point. What I'm, date is what date are they? So it's the thirteenth and the fourteenth of July. Now this is where I get pissed off, right? You because can't say that anymore. I, I just did. And besides, you just, you just turned around not two minutes ago and talked about Miss Piggy having a strap on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even think I noticed, Lucas. We all heard that. <laughs> We just we just sat there and said nothing because we were too dumbfounded oh, to say anything. I do remember that episode though. <laughs> <laughs> Kim was walking like John Wayne. <laughs> Miss Miss Peggy. Um, now, <laughs> there's an old joke. Right now, this is where I get this is where I get pissed off. Those tickets went on sale in February, and I said to my wife, "I would Your love wife. to see this show because I love the Muppets." I love the Muppets since I was a kid. I've grown up with the Muppets. I love the Muppets. I want to see this show. So she said she would be happy to buy me tickets for my birthday. Now, oh, the cheapest oh, tickets... I am happy to buy these for your birthday. Oh, I wish she sounded that hot. Now, I bought. I, I had to buy the tickets, right? Because I, she couldn't buy the tickets. So I bought the tickets. Now, the O2 is a... It's quite a big venue. I'm not a particularly big fan of the O2, but it's where it is. So I've got to go and see it there. I bought tickets in the upper tier of the O2 because they were the cheapest tickets. They were £55 each to go and see this, right? And that was the matinee. I mean, it was the same time evening or matinee performance, but... So I bought my tickets. I then get an email yesterday from Groupon offering me better tickets than what I have for the price of some of £36 each are they on the same night the, the same the same they're only doing it for two days the 13th and 14th of July so you can buy no tickets way. for the, the matinee or the evening now when they announced this a lot of people complained about the price of tickets I, to me it was a case of yeah I can say it's expensive but this is so in, once in a one hand the, the Muppets are just becoming a budget um, B and M product, home bargains product, fifty p shop product, and then the foisting debt on you with the other hand. <laughs> so, what is literally what is happening to the Muppets? Disney does not devalue any of their brands. It, they're, they're like Apple. They're, they're in the upper echelons, so you pay top dollar if you want to go to Disney. Yes, they give you pretend budgets, and we all pretend that they're saving us a little bit of money, but they're not. You know, we all pretend the Disney dining plan is something special, but it's not. 
But now they've just given away the Muppets in a freaking Christmas cracker. You having a laugh? Mm. Got to remember though, they've got they've got um, a credit card in the US, haven't they? And that got Mickey on it. I mean, it may, I don't know if it advertises a bank as such, but they have got uh, there is a Disney credit card. I'm sure there is. No, I think you're right. And the thing is, Did even it, if it didn't actually have a picture of Mickey on it, there is a Disney brandy credit card. There is a Disney credit card because it gives you points towards your Disney vacations. Yeah. Yeah, but what's on that card? Is it is it a white card that has Disney oh, it's, in it's some non screen Yeah. Right. It's got every every character on it. It's a chase card. I'm just looking at it now on the internet, and um, pretty much every character's on there. So but that's predominantly So that's literally worse than the Muppets, and that's in America. Yeah. I think. I, I just think it's it's the world we live in, Craig. You know, they're always going to try and make money out of the properties and yeah, but we we've, we've never had Dennis the Menace um, advertising special brew over here, or, or but it's come over here now. The Muppets shouldn't be advertising credit cards. But, but Craig, you've got to remember that forty years ago, Fred Flintstone was advertising cigarettes. <laughs> was he? Oh, god, yeah. Like, like you've never seen them. After we finish recording, YouTube, I want to say the brand was like Winston or something, but absolutely, Fred Flintstone advertised cigarettes. He did have a deep husky voice though, didn't he? Well, that's that's exactly why. That was Wilma on a Saturday night. <laughs> but I, I, mean, oh, so I, I, get, I do get to an extent what you're saying, Craig, but as Mr. D said, you know, this is, this is probably something that's newer for us, but isn't you know i've got um, a virgin credit card that's got and i'm gonna say it never mind the bollocks here's the sex pistols on it it's got the logo artwork on the credit card and that wasn't that was something i uh, one of the options i was given to have so the thing is like it's not unusual for credit card companies to use um you know popular ips to get you to get credit cards you know Every football club, or, or certainly a lot of football clubs, have their own credit card. I, I'm pretty sure you can get yourself a Liverpool FC credit card if you want to one. Yeah, but it hasn't got... And you tell what, so kids don't like Liverpool Football Club? Oh, I don't care. It's the Muppets. It shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> well, all right, mm. but you can't pick and choose. That's, uh, that's, my, that's my point. But if anyone wants to buy better tickets than I've got for the Muppets at a fraction of the price... You can now do that. You're welcome. Because I'm not getting better. Beating. I'm not being funny, right? You're not. Normally, oh. when you say that as well, you're not going to be funny. No, I'm not. Right. But the O2 <laughs> is an arena, yeah? Yeah. So you're going, <laughs> you're in the gods of that arena looking at a gang of pillocks, right, with hands up Muppet's arses. So you're going to be looking at a little green dot, a little pink dot, a little... Blue dot with a big nose. <laughs> it's, it's just a waste of time. Why aren't the Muppets in a traditional theatre, aka like the Muppet Show? I, well, the thing is, as I said, originally they did this at Hollywood Bowl, which is a massive outdoor venue. It's ridiculous, but it's it's because, I mean, at the Hollywood Bowl they sold out. It sold out. Uh, I don't care. I think at the O2 they days. expected it. And, they, and it hasn't. They could have sold it out for a, a month 
at a traditional theatre, priced accordingly, where you could actually see the whites of Kermit's drug bloodshot eyes because he's up to his neck in debt and can't pay it back. No, he's not because he's getting all the money from the advertising. All, all the you know the Jim Henson estate is exclusive to Disney, um, or maybe that's what happens to it at the O2. Maybe they've held a, a gun to Kermit's head and said, "You've got to set out this massive arena to pay back the debt." You know, it could be that. Oh, there's yeah. a film. There you the, go. There's the, the Muppets free. Electric. Yeah, anyway, the dirty one's not Miss Piggy. It's Fozzie Bear because his ass is all bare. That is, that is actually on the verge of, of his thing. Um, actually, on that note, while we're talking Muppets, just briefly, um, Disney Life, I know, Craig, you have Disney Life. Um, they've just uploaded um, the new Muppet Baby shorts. <gasps> There's going to be a Muppet Baby show. I think it's just started in America. I think we're going to get it later in the summer uh, over here. But there's a new Muppet Baby show. And these are like if little o- introductory cartoons to the the new series. And if um, only there was some way we could watch the Muppet Baby TV show. Mm. What you mean the original one? No, no. Oh, the, the new one. The, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I've, I've been just... waiting for it to come on normal TV. I don't know how else we could possibly see it early. Um, but anyone that's got Disney Life give that a little look because my kids have become obsessed with it which makes me proud to know him because that's a good way what to get I, what I will Muppets. say is this, my Disney Life review is on the After Dark Podcast Network YouTube channel and Disney Life is worth absolutely every penny of the £5 a month uh, it, it definitely is nowadays and definitely, if, definitely. You've got a, if you've got a Apple TV even more so I mean, Beautiful. it was before I had the new, like the the fourth gen Apple TV. It, the app was a bloody nightmare, but on Apple TV, it's it's perfect for and your busy life. If you download it and put it on your phone, if you go into your menu, you get a ten percent discount code every month to use in the shop. You do at Disney Store, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. To that, nice. Now, that's what Craig wanted to talk about, Mister D. Hmm couple of bits of news a um, couple of bits of your favourite or one of your favourite Snake Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. by Epcot so two pieces so the new Guardians of the Galaxy awesome mix live is debuting at Epcot which is a new live musical show um, can, can I say I watched it the other day on Tim Tracker did you? No, what did you think you. of it? I what I will say is you've got Star Lord mm-hmm. and you've got you've got the Incredible Hulk woman, Gamora. Yeah. Now Star Lord on the stage show actually looks and had the same mannerisms as Star Lord. So he was right. an improvement over the meet and greet Star Lord they've got there. Mm-hmm. He was he was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the only ones, um, Baby Groot. So. Th- because they're, they're putting themselves in a time slot there, aren't they? So it's Baby Groot time of the Guardians Galaxy thing. Um, is a, is just a, a computer screen behind. Yeah. So no one else is in it. Just them three. Hmm. And they got a they got a band. Yeah. Some yeah. Band. It looked uh, a bit like, and Craig, you've seen it, but what it looked like to me in the footage that I saw is, it, or what it reminded me of was Beetlejuice. No. 
No, okay. not no. <laughs> I don't mean not the film. Really. I mean I mean the Beetlejuice review that they used to have at Universal. Mm, no, these these band members come out and they, they play the music from their planet with yes. with Earth. Uh, what's the planet that they're from? Where yeah. in Guardians One? I can't yeah. remember. No, I remember it's um, it's Xander. How do you know this? You're amazing. I know, I'm amazing. Do you, want, do you want to know the story behind it? Go okay. on. So, after saving, and I've memorised this, after saving their world from certain destruction, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, brokered a deal with Nova Prime and the Zandarian government to bring an outreach programme to his home planet, the purpose to share Zandar's rich heritage and culture with Earth's people. As luck would have it, people... Peter informs Xandar's leader that there's already a place on Earth with a similar mission, a theme park called Epcot, with all of Earth's cultures are celebrated, except Scotland. So, as part (laughs) of their first outreach, Xandar has sent some of their most talented performers to showcase their music. That's not right, is it? It's not their music. It may be their performers... But they're playing, aren't they playing tracks from the awesome mix volume no, one and two? No, no, they come no. out and they play their music. Their music, so it's not yeah. F music then. No, and it's dreadful. Oh, okay. Be- because it's their music. I see. And Peter comes out with um, Gamora, the little Groot on the back, and Gamora, the incredible yeah. lady, and they put them right, and because they're holding the guitar upside down, and the trumpets are all back to front, and mm. they go, no, 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 put it this way, and play it this way, and right. then next thing, I'm, I'm hooked on a feeling. They can play music, amazing. That sounds really good. Yeah, I'm all I like that. the sound of that. Yeah. yeah. So it takes place in the American Gardens Theatre, so in World Showcase. Uh, and it's on at various times through the day, and it's included in your park admission. So it's not a, it's not an extra charge to go and see this. So but this it does is so this is where they normally have the live performers like um, food and wine. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and where they would have like the candlelight processional. Mm-hmm. Is that where that, that is? I think so. It says, uh, it's, yeah, I think so. I've always wondered it's where that was. American Gardens Theater. Yeah, that's the that's the sort of semi-covered in. Yeah, you've got aluminum benches. Yeah, um, yeah, quite a big theatre. So that sounds good. And then the other piece of Guardians of the Galaxy news at Epcot is that the steel work is going up. So for the for the ride, so that's actually uh, above the ground right now. Yeah, and, it's uh, huge. Yeah, it looks big. Yeah. yeah. So again, Tim Tracker went round and and give gives very detailed bloody Tim Tracker. I might as well just bloody watch Tim Tracker's video and not bother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, can we stop talking about, like this is turning into Tim Tracker after dark? Oh <laughs> God! Now there's a podcast. Yeah, there is. A podcast. So, so Tim's trimmed his beard today. Um, I'm not happy with the uh, trimmage, but you know, I'll uh, I'll persevere. Now mm-hmm. it it looks huge. Yeah. And it from what I, from the size of it, it's got to be an indoor coaster. It all of it, the whole yeah. thing's got to be indoor. Well, I think it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and didn't Jim Hill say the old Ellen's building is basically the queue area? Well, it's, isn't it gone? Yeah. No, no, it's still there. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Tim Tracker right. shows it. All right, okay. Well, 
All the all the steelwork is behind it and and around it. So not for me. It contradicts to Tim Tracker then, obviously. Mm. Okay. Because Jen Tracker will freaking kill you. <laughs> I did enjoy the recent trip to Tokyo. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, get a room with the trackers. What? Now, <laughs> there is uh, uh, actually one other, like, just little Guardians bit is uh, mm-hmm. both Star-Lord and Gamora are also at Marvel Summer of Heroes at Disneyland mm-hmm. Paris. But I've not seen them talking, but um, P-Dubs described them as, uh, sorry, described Star-Lord as being on a par with the uh, the studio's version of, uh, of Star-Lord. So not particularly good. He looks all right, but apparently, um, apparently not. Okay. So I mm. think we've left the biggest news for last. Oh God! This is Nick's coming out speech. Other, Go on. The other, the other <laughs> elephant in the room. What's that? Now, well, one thing as we start to have this conversation. Do you remember when we had Jim here on the last time? And he Mm -hmm. talked about when they announce news and the timing of when they announce news. Do you remember remember him talking about that? Yeah. What did he say? When did he say was the time they like to dump news out? Um, Because it's it's like the time when it's almost quiet time and so it kind of gets ignored. Can't remember. I've slept since then. Well, I, I remember it clear as crystal. For some, I don't know why that in particular, but I did. And he said Friday afternoon is when they put news releases out where they don't want to make a big song and dance about it. Right. Okay. It just so happened to be that that's exactly when we were recording Universal After Dark and the news broke that John Lasseter is actually leaving Disney at the end of this year. Right. Uh, no, now I know where you were going with that. Yeah. So I thought it was quite interesting because of what because of Jim talking about that. I thought it was quite interesting that that is when they chose to dump it. We were recording that podcast about ten, eleven o'clock our time, which would have put it around about five, six o'clock, I think, on the east coast. And that's when they release the story. Right. Now, I'm coming from this from a totally naive point of view, okay? So, from my understanding, is John Lasseter has lost his job. He's obviously been paid off. He's probably got shares in Disney, whatever, right? He's obviously a multimillionaire, vineyards, blah, blah, blah. However, his um, professional career is now in ruins, because he hugged people. So we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, I think so, what we need to discuss first is, you know, this is, I would argue, this is the nearest we've had to a Walt Disney-like figure since Walt Disney. Yeah. So if you look at if you look at the ah. impact that that man had. Well, let's be clear on this. There's been no allegations. No, let's there's, well, there's been, we get, there's been no charges. Before we get to that, before we get come on, to that, come on, before carry we on, get carry to on. that, right? Because that's that's where it gets a bit more complicated. But let's look at the the man himself, right? And, and his his kind of legacy there. So he obviously Pixar was a thing for a long time before they started to make live, uh, sorry, a feature length film. So Pixar did lots of films, stuff in yeah. the eighties. Lots of special effects. Steve Jobs 
effectively kept that company afloat in the 80s um, when they were just doing special effects and little uh, five-minute short cartoons. When Toy Story came out, that completely changed the animation landscape at that time. We was in the middle of, or coming up to almost the lull period of the Disney renaissance of 89. You know, Lion King had just come out, but on the horizon we had uh, Hunchback and Hercules and um, Pocahontas were all coming out. So it was the bit when Disney started to kind of dip a little bit again for a while. Um, and when Toy Story came out, I, I'd never seen anything like it. And hand-drawn cartoons are basically finished now. They, that, it definitely made people's perception change of what a Disney car, of what an animated film should look like. Um, yeah. and, and you know, it 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 broke the mold. I mean, it completely reinvented, as I said, that that kind of genre and and also you know it it, it just brought i think it added to the audience that was already there disney had produced a lot of decent films at that time you know with little mermaid beauty and the beast um aladdin lion king all of those now regarded as classics what was that oh, I'm message. just had the message come to um carry on and so you know but toy story really broke the mold and it was the first time, because like, bearing in mind, although it was a Walt Disney release, this was a Pixar film. No one was really sure whether or not this was going to work. You know, they struggled to get toy merchandise and deals. They struggled to get actors to do it. You know, this was, this. no one could understand what this film was going to be and how it was going to be. And a few people took chances on it. And I don't think anyone predicted it to be the huge phenomenon that it became. But it was quite clear that John Lasseter had the kind of same or similar kind of um, ways of um, ways and methods as Walt did. He was a visionary. He was a visionary. He is a visionary. Um, and, you know eventually you know the the right thing i i think anyway happened um is is that you know disney and pixar joined forces officially um you know until that point you know disney were the distribution partner and there were you know there was talk at a time when that initial deal was running out that they might go and you know go elsewhere and have their films released by someone else um but I think it made sense to get John Lasseter into that fold uh, and bring Pixar in as a as a Disney entity. Um, and I think John Lasseter did do a lot of positive things in this whole industry for both Pixar and for Disney. But we are living in a time of, you know, Me Too and... We're, all, we're living in a time as well where, you know, the curtain is kind of being pulled back a little bit and you are getting to see a little bit of that stuff that isn't so nice. And it's, uh, you know, before what's happened's happened as well, John Lasseter 
similar to Steve Jobs before him, who I think also shared some responsibilities, um, you know, wasn't always perceived as this nice... You know, he had this jolly persona and he was the front and centre of things and he had those funky Hawaiian shirts that he'd have made. But, you know, he also made a lot of enemies within the industry. Um... You know, so I don't, you know, like anyone in that kind of position. That doesn't always mean they're they're the best people. Um, there's some unsavoury characteristics. But what happened November of last year is that allegations happened and things came out, and he was put on what was uh, mentioned at the time as being a six month uh, period of absence. I think that's what they actually um, described it as. Now, going back to what Craig said. So, in your understanding of this situation, what you perceive to be the the issue is Hux. I was waiting for you to answer that, Craig. Repeat the question. I've gone to get some whiskey. (laughs) After all that, uh, yeah, no wonder. So what I said was at the beginning of this, you said yeah. that your understanding of the situation as it was, yeah, is that you know this was because of him hugging people. Yeah, that's that's as far as I know. Now, Mister D, what is your? And I'm sitting here with a couple of articles in front of me, so I'm not going to say anything just now. But mm. what is your understanding of the the whole kind of situation? So I don't know. Where's he gone? I can't mm. believe he just started to... No, hang on, you have to say that again because you disappeared as soon as you started oh, right. talking. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I thought either Disney had said uh, that he was... He had taken some missteps with some of his employees or he had admitted to missteps with some of his employees, which which kind of indicates that there was, was some kind of wrongdoing. Um, and, you know, although we'll never know the the absolute details um you know clearly clearly something has gone on and and it's resulted in him leaving either voluntarily or not voluntarily so what you said there was pretty much uh what a leaked memo so this was something that he'd sent around to uh employees about mm. about that um now according to um there was an investigation, a couple of investigations done by the press about things um, who were interviewing both current and former Disney employees about this situation. Um, and one of the things that came up was um, some female members of staff would reportedly sit in a certain way to prevent Lassiter's hands from wandering and touching their thighs. Now, None of the allegations that I've seen certainly say that um, there's been any anything like what we've seen with uh, Harvey Weinstein. You know, there's been no mention of um, sexual allegations of things like rape. But at the same time, what does seem to be apparent from these various reports is that it wasn't so much that you know he would hug people when he saw people that he knew. 
it was how he was behaving with those people and allegedly he was somebody that would at disney parties or premieres or things like that would have a few too many glasses um and he would inappropriately say things um suggestively and also inappropriately touch people okay so there's most of our back catalogue out the window because we've we've all had a drink and occasionally we might say things that are inappropriate or can be perceived as inappropriate but, no, 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 no! Come on, right? We're no, about, no, 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 no! Same we are thing. talking about you're going to shoot yourself in the foot, Craig. Because we are talking no, about no. complete. Yes, you are. We are talking about completely different things. We are not talking about us saying something about Jimmy Savile or us slagging off a Disney attraction or something, or you making a comment about an animal. We are talking about somebody <laughs> who is making another human being feel a victim. Or feel well, that they are being made to be inappropriate by somebody in a position of power. Because that's the other thing as well with these kind of things. It's the same with Bill Cosby, and it's the same with Harvey Weinstein, and it's the same well, with any celebrities not, in this position. Because Bill Cosby's going to get sent down for what he did because he's been found guilty of the allegations. Right. Harvey Weinstein is an ongoing court case for which he's proved uh, uh, pleaded not guilty. Lasseter, for all we know, is not in court, has got no uh, court cases coming up against him. So it's just hearsay and rumour, oh, as bullshit. far as I can understand. No, no, no. Well, the thing is, like, e- even if it is hearsay and rumour, as you've just put it like that, right, you're, you're a dad, I'm a dad. We are protective of our offspring. If you had... And, like, and admittedly, our children are too young for this at the moment, right? It's not going to affect our children now. Mr. Dean's same position. But if an adult in a position of power made your daughter feel uncomfortable, would you just go, oh, well, you know, he didn't actually do anything, so he may have just said something. Are you going to no. sit there and say that? Right, then. No. Right. What I would do is, at the time, I would write uh, an official complaint against said person. Yeah. I would put a complaint in. So what you're telling me is these complaints have been coming in over the years, over the decades, to the hierarchy of Disney, and everybody has been doing a BBC Jimmy Savile-style cover-up where they have just sat on it and ignored it. Oh, yeah, it's just how he is. It's just what he does. Go on, Mr. D. I was just going to say, I don't think we know that, do we? I mean... Exactly. Exactly, but but clearly at some point, at some point, somebody has felt that he's overstepped the mark. And it's not one person, say... though. That's, that, no, that's the... no, but somebody. But usually, what happens is it takes somebody, doesn't it, to to kind of step forward and say, "Well, that's that's unacceptable," and then you find that other people then, you know, come out of the woodwork and say, "Oh, he did that to me. He did that to me. He did that to me." So then it then it becomes a much bigger deal, and and it is different when you've got somebody that is a public figure like John Lasseter because if there is any any inappropriateness then it becomes a liability to the company whereas if you're you know as famous as we are nobody gives a whatever well, yeah. well, look at the like take the Harvey Weinstein thing which is a lot more high profile in the allegations that are put there or Bill yep. Cosby the fact is is that that Bill Cosby thing how many people went and spoke to the police how many people were told if they went and spoke to the police, 
that they would be ignored or they would be taken to to court they wouldn't be able to afford to fight their corner because they're dealing with somebody in a position of power the problem is with a lot of these things whether or not they've gone through the official channels grade like you said and gone to hr or gone to someone within disney the fact is when you're in that kind of position it's their word against yours what people were doing instead is leaving well one person left don't no, we know of no 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 not one person left one person and she, and in she 20 said, years has not left pixar lots of and people she have. said she she said she left because uh, not because of any sort of inappropriate behavior because she felt uh, she was getting ignored and people of race and gender were getting ignored within oh, the company. Craig, you're That's why about, she left. You're talking about Rashida Jones, which is nothing. She never worked for Pixar. She was she was brought in to write the story for Toy Story 4. She's a famous actress. That's a complete... She never. She was never a Pixar employee. But but she's the one who, who the story broke no, no, because no, of. Didn't. No, of course it did. It did. It literally did. No, she didn't. left and everyone jumped on it. No, it didn't. And she had to come out and say, no, actually, none of that took place. Because people getting, were filling in the blanks. You're filling in the blanks now. Because I, you're I, putting I, stuff, you're, you're putting pieces of a puzzle together at, at, that happened around the same kind of time. That happened before that story broke. And that broke because everything else was jo- going on. The press joined up the dots and she had left because of inappropriate behaviour against her and she had to come out and defend and say no actually no it was because of other things but that's a, but she, as I said she never worked for Pixar that just happened to be something that happened around about the same time the fact Does... is more than one person has said this and also as well they've had six months in that six month period they've talked to his fellow employees former employees and they've made a decision based on that, based on those conversations. There is definitely no smoke without fire. So is he getting done for any of it? Is is there, is any of this going to court? Is any of this, is he getting arrested? Is there anything? Or, do, or can you just lose everything now on people's one-on-one situations, like you're saying, one-on-one? That's all I'm saying. I just think the whole thing is a witch hunt. Well, it's a witch hunt because one person's an absolute bastard. Is he? Yes. Where's yes. the proof? He used to be. He used to bully people. If you go and like listen to Chris Sanders, who directed Lilo and Stitch and left Disney under a cloud when he was supposed to be making Bolt as American Dog before that happened in like the early noughties he left because Lasseter hated him and he hated him because Lilo and Stitch was a big hit and Lasseter didn't like that film. That's what it come down to. And he said he was bullied. And this is stuff that that was being talked about in 2007. People have talked about Lasseter and having to leave Pixar, having to leave Disney for years. Okay. And, and again, I'm only taking it from what I know which is little or nothing right why wasn't it dealt with in 2007 why was he given promotions and given more power why wasn't he got rid of when he was just John Lasseter because we don't know what 
how things were actually being done. As you as you said, Craig, the the right way when you're in these situations is to speak to HR, is to speak to someone high up, whatever that is. But the problem is, when that person is pretty much at the top of the food chain, it's very hard to knock them off. That is why Harvey Weinstein is getting this stuff now. Because enough people have decided at once, I'm going to stand up for myself and I'm going to do something about this. But it took so- years for people to think that, you know, people have turned around and said, they, they were told by their agents... If they made these allegations, they'd be blacklisted from Hollywood. If you're a working actress, I know we're talking about animators and writers here, but if you are an actress and you're told that if you go and report something that's happened to you, you'll never work in this town again, are you going to go, right, well, I don't care about that, I'm going to blow the whistle? Or do you think, you know what, I've actually got bills to pay and I'm distraught, but what else can I do? I am powerless. Because that is exactly what happens. The same thing with Savile. If you don't feel you're going to be given a fair crack of the whip or someone's going to believe what you've got to say, then people just put up. That is the whole but, reason for this movement. But he was so, getting flagged up in 2007. So I've got two things to say. Number one is I've been talking for about 10 minutes and I've just realised I've been leaning on my mute button. <laughs> Right, because I've tried to move us on. I've tried to move us on about six times, and I couldn't understand why are these guys not listening to me. (laughs) But the bottom line is, right, I mean, you've got two sides of it, right? You've got a really successful guy, and, and, you know, he has been fantastically successful in his career, done great things for Lucasfilm, for Pixar, for Disney. And, And so with that, probably comes a certain amount of tolerance rightly or wrongly i'm not saying it's 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 condonable but but there's probably a certain amount of tolerance comes with that yeah and then on the other side you when you've got somebody that's successful there's always a certain amount of jealousy and a certain amount of backstabbing we'll never know exactly who said what and who did what to who but there seems to have been enough in the allegations that that he's moving on Probably not by his own choice. So I guess the important thing is now what what happens next. Yeah, that's about. I wanted to get to. Yeah. Well, his body away, Ala Ala Kevin Spacey, for example, is his body away is now null and void. We're not now allowed to watch any of the stuff that he's produced because that that was produced on the back of all the all these people who he was abusing. I, I don't know. I mean, I you know, nobody. Yeah, I think. I think there's. Again, I'm not trying to condone unacceptable behaviour, but there's degrees of of villainy here. And although he's clearly done something that was inappropriate, or it seems that way, allegedly. In case, uh, in case John's lawyers are listening, I know they. I know they're usually listening in. But uh, <laughs> big fans. Yeah. Hi there. Um, Got the my t-shirts. Name, yeah, my name is P Dabs. Um, <laughs> sorry, P Dabs, but that gets you back for that hip one, right? Because <laughs> I know you're listening to this episode, and um, you know that the, the, there's degrees of villainy, I guess. And and he's gone out of here without any criminal charges, it seems, unless something else comes out of the woodwork, and you never know, it could. Uh, but at the minute, he's he's gone out of here um, in shame, I guess. And with his reputation tarnished, but I don't, I don't see that. 
stopping me from watching any of the movies that he produced or enjoying any of the movies that he produced because it wasn't just it never is just a one man effort I mean lots of people produced Toy Story and Toy Story 2 and everything else so so I, I think that's you know I think that stuff's still gold yeah personally I mean I don't I mean the thing is you know when I watch things like so like Craig oh sorry you mentioned like Kevin Spacey you know, if you go and watch The Usual Suspects or you watch um, Baby Driver well, I, or House of I Cards. Haven't, I haven't seen Baby Driver yet, right? Because mm. that's basically the last thing you worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, it would have been, yeah. The, the last finished thing he worked on because obviously yeah. the next film he was he was cut out of and um, yeah. House of Cards the same. Um, you know, when you watch... It's a bit like... This is a more extreme example, but there's a very famous wrestler called Chris Benoit. And the reason he's probably is more he famous... Dead? The reason why he's probably more famous now is because he he's killed dead. his wife and child and oh. then killed himself. Ah, now, at so the he's time, Yeah, so you should, have, you, should oh. have waited, you should have waited for that joke, you, Craig. You let me down that path. I didn't, mate. You, you didn't. mate. I, oh, I had the you, rope. You, oh. put, you put your head through the noose. So, with, like, at the time, at the time... He was, um, or he'd been a, a world champion. He was, uh, you know, one of the biggest stars in the company. And in fact, when the news first broke, they were just going to do a live show. Um, and what they did was basically a, a two-hour tribute. It was only in the hours following that the truth kind of came out. Um, and now, you know, his matches and stuff are still on the network because he headlined things like WrestleMania, but um, they obviously do not promote things with him in anymore. Um, they don't really so talk about is, him. Is this like the, the Shane Ritchie, Jim Fix It special? Yeah. Like, but, but the difference is that you can still watch his matches because his matches are still around. It's just, they will not make a big thing. They can't completely eradicate him from history, but what they can do is stop kind of pushing that content now. Um, how okay? How does John Lasseter right make amends for what he's uh, alleged to have done? Um, I I really don't know, and I think what's going to be really interesting is what happens. Obviously, what happens next? Hmm. He's with Disney for six months. I imagine that six months he will not actually be on Disney property. I imagine he'll be working from. Uh, you know, he's he's massive um vineyard or something. Um he probably won't be anywhere near um the, the humans. Yeah, he won't be near <laughs> humans. Um and you know, that'll be to to hand stuff over and, and whatever else he needs to do to tidy things up when he leaves. Now, what'll be interesting is what happens when he leaves because at the moment he is still on the Disney payroll. Um, he still he's, has access to you know all of the the stuff that Disney has. In terms, he's an executive producer of Incredibles two, for God's sake. Yeah, and he he was the same for Coco, which is when the story first broke. Um, but what will happen when he doesn't have Disney backing him anymore? Like in six months' time, when he doesn't have the use of Disney's legal system, for example. Will stuff then happen against it? Will people then try and press charges against him? That will be what's interesting. Is what is what happens next? I don't know. When you've done, when you've got the allegations against you that 
he has. Um, what? Okay, it is, so it is just what? absolute, what? Um, you know, apology city. And what are the allegations? Inappropriate behaviour. We've talked about this earlier. Robin, Robin thighs. You make I'm, it. I'm... You make the thing is like you're making it very, very trivial what he's been accused of doing. I just and I know I know you're trying to play devil's advocate with this, but I think you've but got you, to be when quite, you think of the horrors. No, of... I think you've got to be quite. I think you've got to be quite sensitive about these kind of allegations because, again, you you know I I said earlier we're we're all fathers of of women, and if of a man are, did, yeah. did try to do something like that with um, our our daughters. We'd probably go and try and lamp them. You're not in that position to do that with with someone like a John Lasseter if they're inappropriate. Of course you are. Come off it, Craig. No, so not being funny. If my daughter works in John Lasseter's office, I've got more than enough opportunity to break his fucking face. Literally, oh, bombed it. Beep, Tully. <laughs> right. So moving us on, right? Because I think we've spent enough time talking about this. I think I think the, the interesting thing is Nick kind of touched on it. Is is anything else going to come out of the woodwork? Because if it does, that's going to put a real, you know, a real kind of uh, what's well, going to impact his ability to continue working. You've got to believe. So is he going to just quietly fade into the background into retirement, mm. or or is he actually going to either start up something himself or get employed by somebody else? That's that's what's going to be interesting for me going forward. Is John Lester still going to be a Force, or is he just going to fade away, P-dubs, or is he going, or, or is he going to end up, you know, in even more trouble? P Dubs reckons that uh, he'll have his own studio in the next twelve months. Hmm. I, Who's going to work for him? Well, so firstly, on that, I would Mr. imagine, <laughs> I would imagine that um, he will probably have some kind of no complete clause in his contract so I don't think it'll be as simple as that I do think you know and I'm sure he's got one let's just say he's got one for for three years I do think after that happens he probably will Um, you said Craig who's going to go and work for him well he's now as I said he's now got to try and repair his image he's going to have to do a lot of damage limitation Um, he's going to give his side of the story he's got to explain you know, he's got to almost admit that guilt about this is what I've done and this mm-hmm. is what I need to rectify that situation. Because I, I, I doubt it, Nick. I think I think he'll keep quiet. I think he'll try and recover his image in other ways. You know, oh. charitable works and and things like that. I, given their, given the US's culture around litigation, I I think he'll be very quiet about, and I think he'll be told by his lawyers to be extremely quiet about the whole thing. Mm. You're probably right. You can, you can murder someone and do charitable work after it, right? You can do all sorts of heinous acts. You cannot do sexual deviancy and rebuild yourself. Because in, in, in the UK, at least, you're on the sex predator list for freaking 10 years or for life or for whatever. How does he move forward from this? He doesn't. He I just remember he hasn't. He hasn't been convicted of anything yet, Craig. And exactly, and it doesn't look like he will. I mean, I would, unless something new comes out, I would have thought that if charges were going to be brought, I would have thought they'd have been brought already. And the fact that that Disney are letting him leave in six months' time and not escorting him out the door between two security guards, 
leads me to believe that what he's done is is not right and not appropriate, but possibly not criminal or or difficult to prove as being criminal. Yeah. But you, you don't know. I mean, something else could come out of the woodwork. You just don't know. But um, but it, it, the other thing is, Nick. I mean, if he's got a three-year, let's assume, let's assume he has got a three-year non-compete clause. He's sixty-four then by that time. Um, yeah, but you know, Don he's no, Bluth. He's no spring chicken. Don Bluth, I think, was um, around about. I think he was in his like late fifties when he he took off from Disney to start his own animation house. Mm. So it's not within the realms of, and also it depends on on what his involvement is. You know, yeah. is this going to be the visions of him, and other people are going to do his work? You know, it, it depends. Mm-hmm. But you did ask who is likely to take over. Mm. Let's get around that issue. Now, the two front runners at the moment uh, is Jennifer Lee, who was um, the director of Frozen. Um, the other person is Pete Doctor. Mm. Now, he's obviously been with Pixar for years. Directed a few films for Pixar as well. Um, and I think they, I think there's some good. I, I think there's some strong candidates within Pixar already that could probably take the reins. You know, one thing about people like the the people that've been at Pixar for a long time, and they've been given the opportunities to co-direct films or direct films or write films, is that they've proved themselves to be. Um, you know, have these abilities to tell these good stories and make these good films. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think this would be a different story if John Lasseter had directed every single Pixar film or written every single Pixar film, but he hasn't. And so, I think the studio will survive without him, and oh, yeah. will thrive without him. Yeah. And I think, yeah. like, I think there's enough there's enough people already there at Pixar that can probably pick up that bat and run mm-hmm. with it. Um, they it won't be him, but I would love to see Brad Bird. Personally, I think he's a I think he's an absolute genius. Um, obviously, directed The Incredibles two, Ratatouille, uh, The Iron Giant for Warner Brothers. Also did Tomorrowland, so he's not got a completely uh, good record. But <laughs> which, uh, which I actually love, by the way. Oh no, I mean I, I, I like, like it and wanted yeah. to love it. Yeah, I think it's good, but I don't think it's as good as it could have been. I think it no, is no. a a bit of a missed opportunity, and I think that's. I don't think it's down to one particular person. I don't think it's down to him. Um, mm. But I, I think that film just is a think victim of to, uh, circumstance. Tomorrowland 2 would be better. Yeah, well, look, just remember that the reason, like, Tomorrowland flopping is why I didn't get Tron free. So mm. that film will never get an easy pass from me. Um, but it's it's... You know, it's it's a big it's a big story. It's it's a big change, and I think with the the rumours going on at um, with regards to Lucasfilm at the moment, I don't know how how serious that is, but there's there's quite a, a lot of rumbling about um, Kathleen Kennedy getting the boot at, at Lucasfilm because of the underperformance of Solo and the Has underperformance it- of the Last Jedi. Oh God! This is this thing. Have they underperformed? Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, yes, they it's all have. about perception, isn't it? It's all about perception. Well, yeah, of course, it's about perception. But if you look at if you look at things on the surface, the Last Jedi um, took about half, in fact, less than half, I think, than what 
the fan, um, the Phantom Menace, um, the Force, the Force Awakens took, um, and and Solo has bombed. There, there is no skirting around the issue. I mean, it cost re- reportedly cost three hundred million to make, and at this moment, we'll be lucky to make four hundred million globally. Well, that, that is a bomb. I can't oh. argue with that. Now, um, now that that doesn't deserve, um, um, Mister D, have you you've seen Solo, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope so, to see it again this week. Yeah, I mean, I I re- oh, I'm going to go and see it again. I really liked it. Um, I'm going to see it again just because you used to are. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Anyone else? It's, Anyone else? It's absolutely. It's a fantastic. Oh, I can't put it into words, but it is. It feels to me that it is of its time. And its time is 1978. Mm-hmm. It feels very much in the spirit of Star Wars. Yeah, mm. 100% agree with that. It really does. Yeah. It's the, you know I said that to me it's the most Star Wars like film since A New Hope, and I I I agree. I, I still agree with that. I think it, in terms of how it's been done and how it feels, it does as you said feels of that time. Mm. Um, I, I I I think I said in the, one of the last episodes, but to me, the reason for Solo flopping, as it were, is because of a few factors. One, when it was released, so yeah. close to Infinity War and with Deadpool 2 at the same time and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But also, it did also suffer from uh, The Last Jedi Fatigue, where yeah, I... that film was seen by a lot of the Star Wars fans as being a disappointment and you know I was the first time I watched it I wasn't that that um, hugely bothered about the film at all uh, on repeated watchings I've really learnt to enjoy it but because that film had such a negative reaction after The Force Awakens and after Rogue One um, I think people were just a little bit burnt out and didn't want to see another Star Wars film one that close and two you know that followed The Last Jedi, I think they've got a bit of damage limitation there that they need to look at. For me, The Force Awakens is the most disappointing of all the new Star Wars films because that is basically a a lazy uh, attempt of storytelling. It literally is the greatest hits of all the other Star Wars films thrown together into one film. The Last Jedi on on second viewing is substantially better than that film, and the two standalone films do actually stand alone in yeah. but but within the universe, and they actually work. They tell a story. They don't add anything. They don't detract from anything. They do, I mean, that Rogue One is literally a sentence. That whole film come from a sentence, and it's bloody brilliant. And solo story, it didn't need to be made, but they've made it, and God bless them for making it. But mm. I, I disagree in that it doesn't add anything. I think it does because what Rogue One does, especially, is it adds to um, the importance of of what happens in A New Hope and why yeah. it happened. Yeah, so definitely. I, so, yeah. So I, I think, agree with that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I remember walking out of The Force Awakens and being on cloud nine because 
I'd seen a good Star Wars film again. But every time I've watched it after, I've liked it a little bit less. Exactly. And I still think it's a good. I, I still do think it's a good film, but it is, as you said, a greatest hits. It, it feels so familiar in its beats that you know it, it's in in ways it's too similar. The Last Jedi was a much a much broader departure. Really, same with The Empire Strikes Back. You know, that was a completely different film to A New Hope. The Last Jedi did that. Now, it's not perfect. I still think there are bits of that film that drag. But I think the story in it is actually quite strong overall. Um, and I think it's a better film because of it. But it did polarise because it was not what pe- people were expecting at the time. And I, But I do think that's had a negative effect on Solo. And I think it Solo will be a film that... You know, and we know people, Greg. You know, Mr. Ripley's one of those people that is like, I'm not going to go and see this film because I didn't like The Last Jedi and I don't like what they're doing at the moment. And there are people that are, are like that, that have avoided it, that film for those kind of reasons. Um, and it's a shame because they're all missing out on what is, you know, one of the, if not the most enjoyable films of the Disney era. You've got to think, right? Uh, the Empire Strikes Back is not a feel-good film. That is a pitiful ending. They're in disarray. This, this, the Last Jedi is basically um, the same. Where, where do you come back from this? Because they're literally on the run, and there's about twelve of them left. And you get at the very end, you see the embers starting to, but. Just before the very end, you're like, "Oh my goodness me, what's the point? Just kill yourselves and be done with it." But this is, but what's quite funny about that is, in some ways, I think that's reflective of uh, Avengers: Infinity War, exactly, film, which is this, universally beloved. But mm. but people can't um, take a, a a sad ending or a. It's. Do you know what I mean? Like. He is Thanos is ultimate and has just destroyed everything that we love. He's just destroyed it, obliterated it, and he's won and he's sitting there and he's he's cabbaged. He's had his, his most of his chest ripped out by the hammer and all that. But it's the same thing. People are like, Oh, I I feel too traumatized to watch that film again. What are you talking about? You cretin. It's a film. Oh, it just burns me head out. Mm. Stop overthinking it. We don't need to see um, what's that wrinkly prune in The Last Jedi? What's his name? Who gets chopped oh, in half? Oh, oh, Snook. Oh, Snook. Sorry. We don't need to see. <laughs> Gum. Sorry, Mark. I know you're Go- listening. Love you. Big fan. Gum from um, Sausage Party. No, um, we don't need to see Snook's backstory. Who cares? Who cares where the last order come from? It doesn't matter. It's just storytelling. Last orders, gentlemen, please. Oh, then that's it for me. I think it's yeah. been quite, quite the show. Lots mm. of lots of debate, which we haven't had for a long time. Yeah. And I think um, I'm hoping we'll get some engagement on that as well. It'll be interesting to see what other people have to say about that. Um, and um, yeah so um, 
I think for this episode, we'll probably leave it there. Um, but, uh, well, before I go, uh, I've been thinking about setting up a GoFundMe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cue the music. There was a little Spanish flea. A record star he thought he'd be. He'd heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he'd seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish flea? And so he hid inside a doggy from Madrid. Arriving here with the city, still singing his sweet harmony. As brave as any flea could be. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, oh, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here, you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Oh.